0: what is up everybody this is hater radio my name is chris mclean this is a media college football media brand um we are dedicated to everything about all the major games in college football uh but we specifically cover florida uh usf in tampa usc and ucla all those teams are basically done but now we still cover the major games so we're going to cover the conference championship games coming up this weekend, and I'm going to go through them actually relatively quick, but I actually have something that I'd like to do at the end as a um, the case against Florida State uh, for getting into the playoffs. So let's break down those games, those conference championship games. we got a few of them uh, early on Friday, uh, the Conference USA, New Mexico State, Liberty, Liberty's undefeated, and New Mexico State beat uh, an Auburn team in uh, the Plains. So I actually expect Liberty to probably roll in this game, even though New Mexico State will probably make a game of it, But um, early at least. Um, But I expect Liberty to win. I'm going to say Liberty wins probably like uh, 28 to like 17. Uh, And then probably the biggest game of the year, the rematch of the game. Um, in October between Washington and Oregon, this time for the Pac-12 championship. You couldn't ask for a better matchup. These two teams are uh, some of the better teams in the country, bar none, Um, Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., both going up for the Heisman champion, or God, Heisman champion, Heisman trophy, um, which they'll both probably be in New York uh, the following week. Um, both have really good teams overall. They're probably the two best like complete teams I would say in the country um, and maybe Georgia outside of that as well. So those three I, I view right now as the best three teams in the country, but uh, definitely a matchup. It's essentially a quarterfinal game at this point. And it's a shame that one of these teams might not make the playoff because they both totally deserve to be there and uh, we'll get into the arguments of why one of those teams might be able to get there over the other but um, for this game let's just assume that Washington probably wins but I'm not 100% sure because the uh, the betting line right now I believe is nine which is ridiculous I really think there's something that we're not hearing about Michael Penix Jr., that he might be hurt, and that is the case. That's why Vegas feels that Oregon is such a large favorite because if it's a three-point game in Washington, in Seattle, why is it that big of a difference on a neutral side? I don't see these teams as being that far off from each other, but... Obviously, Vegas knows more than most of us know, so there must be something there. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to get to uh, my later segment of getting through these picks. is not really the important part of this show um, because um, I want to get to that part. <laughs> but I'll just say – I'm going to say that Washington probably wins this game just to assume everything being all equal. Um, I'm going to say Washington wins. Very close game again. I think Washington wins on like a late score. Again, like last last time they played each other. And, um, you know, I like Odunze. I like their running game. I like their, uh, their, their defense overall. Their defense has been, uh, you know, able to make stops in almost every game they've needed. Um, they've played a lot of close games, which... Is not a good thing, but they've been able to come out on top on all those games. Can they do it one more time? And I think they can. And I think this game's going to be close, and I think they do it. Okay, moving on. Uh Big 12 championship game on Saturday at uh 9 a.m. Pacific, I believe 12 p.m. Eastern. Uh Oklahoma State going up going up against Texas. Texas is a one-loss team with a chance to the playoff. I like Texas in this game, Quinn Ewers is back. Um, He had that shoulder injury that kept him out of a game or two, and then he kind of dove back in, struggled a little bit, and then the game after that, um, he really took off against uh, Texas Tech. So I expect Texas to win this game at least by two scores. I'm going to go with like a 10-point win. I'm going to say Texas wins like – 40 to like 30 type game okay uh the Mac I don't really care about it but Toledo is a ranked team so I'm gonna say Toledo probably wins this one um like 31 to like uh, 24 uh AAC SMU going up against Tulane if this was the 12 team playoff Tulane actually would have a shot at getting into the playoffs. so um, next year this will be an important game. Right now it's just kind of whatever because Tulane lost to Ole Miss which they had uh they didn't have their starting quarterback Pratt in um and so if he was in they might have been able to beat uh, Ole Miss but SM SMU Tulane I mean Tulane's played great all year outside of that that loss and I really expect them to win this game. I think they're a better team than SMU. SMU is a good team. They've they've racked up points in a lot of their games. Um, but I just like Tulane it's in new Orleans again, like last year, I think they can beat them. Uh, maybe not convincingly, but at least I think it's probably going to be like a eight, nine point game. Uh, I'm going to say Tulane wins like 31 to like 22, uh, sec championship game, Georgia, Alabama. This game is going to be, the contingent on the craziness okay so if alabama wins this game you would have two one loss sec teams with georgia losing to alabama conference champion and then alabama losing to texas which potentially could be a conference champion as well how do you hold out both of them and i don't know i mean it's it's pretty difficult here to decide on this if Alabama wins, which will be the the crux of all the chaos that goes down on Saturday. Um, I think Alabama can win because uh, Kirby Smart has always had a difficult time defending his defenses, having uh, difficulty against uh, mobile quarterbacks. And Milroe is a freak. I mean, he is fast and his arm is is very strong and he's getting more and more accurate as he's gone on in his career at Alabama. I mean, he was very inaccurate to start, but he's become, he's become quite proficient the last several games, especially when they benched him in the USF game. So that kind of worked out very well for Nick Saban and uh, most people second guess that, but you know, they're a one loss team with a chance against Georgia to get into the playoffs. So again, this is essentially a quarterfinal as well. So we have two quarterfinals in the PAC 12 and the sec championship games. And I think Georgia wins this one though, maybe like a very close one. I'm going to say like a 28, 24 game and maybe like a score late, but I do like Alabama's defense um, probably more so than Georgia's defense. So if, if they can get stops on Carson Beck and Georgia's offense, which that has been a difficult task for any defense going up against Georgia because Georgia is one of the nation's leading uh, teams in converting third downs and as well stopping teams on defense on third down as well. So if, if Alabama can get a few more stops than Georgia is used to, and maybe forces Georgia to play from uh behind into the third quarter and maybe there's more pressure on Carson Beck maybe he throws a pick or two um you know i i think Georgia does win it like i said and i'm going to go with 28-24 and then last two of these big 10 this is going to be a layup i think Michigan's like a three score uh uh favorite from Vegas um You know, Iowa is a terrible offense. Michigan has a very good defense. You know, they may have like 20 yards of offense the whole game, but Iowa's defense is going to keep them in the game. So this could be a very low scoring game. I'm thinking like a, I don't know, 17-3 game, but Michigan is definitely going to control this game. It may be low scoring, but Michigan's never going to be really um, in threat of losing. Okay, ACC Championship game Louisville Florida State. There's a high likelihood that Florida State loses this game and obviously it's because of Tate Rodermaker taking over for Jordan Travis who's out for the year and uh Louisville is a team that lost a pit, a 3 and 9 pit and lost to Kentucky last week a 7 and 5 Kentucky and you know, I just don't I don't think this Louisville team is that great. And it actually hurts Florida State immensely because they're not in an 11-1 team, potentially putting up another quarterfinalist uh, game here as well. So this really hurts Florida State that they lost uh, last week. Plus, the fact that Florida State did not look that great against Florida. Um, it was a two point game against Florida with uh, 248 left. So it wasn't like Florida State stomped Florida. It was a very close game, and Florida was actually leading for the majority of that game. Um, in this game, you know, Louisville all year has been a team of consistent, uh, you know, getting putting drives together to bludgeon the teams that they go up against. Uh, Plummer is sufficient in controlling the offense. Their run game is pretty uh, pretty adequate to above board. Um, Florida State's defense, though, is strong. They played very well against Florida's uh, offense last week, even though Florida had a backup a redshirt freshman playing at uh, quarterback. But I don't know. Louisville, I'm not too high on them. I know people think that probably Florida State can lose this game, and I think they can too, but I'm going to go with the fact that i think florida state's going to win cuz if florida state loses this game that completely knocks them out there's no way in hell that they're getting into the playoff if they lose this game but i think they're going to win this game just cuz i don't think too highly of louisville and um but it'll get to my next point which is the case against florida state okay so i did a bunch of research i mean it's not that difficult you could just look at team schedules and break down records and stuff but you know the three teams that are likely to replace florida state so i'm having it as if michigan washington and georgia win now potentially if alabama wins they would replace georgia there um but as of right now i'm having it georgia so then you would essentially have two other teams with one uh with one loss and, and it's also dependent on Washington as well, because if Oregon beats Washington, then you have Washington with one loss, Oregon with one loss. And then if Alabama wins, then it's Georgia and Alabama all with one loss. And it's like, how do you decipher between all four of those teams uh, and Texas? But the breakdown, I have those three teams of Oregon, Texas and Alabama. Oregon has wins against uh, their best wins are Texas Tech which was an eight-point win against a six and six team uh on the road um, a game at Utah 35 to 6 which is a stomping it was they ended up being an eight and four team um, USC they beat 36 27 they were seven to five they had the previous Heisman winner from 2022 Caleb Williams um, Oregon stayed at home 31 to 7 which is a stomping uh Oregon State went eight and four and finished number 21 overall. The loss they had was against Washington on the road, 33 uh, 36 with a missed last field goal. Washington finished 12 and 0 and number three overall. Um, their championship game obviously is against Washington, 12 and 0, number three. Um, and it also would avenge their only loss if they're to win it. So they have the highest. Uh, valued um, championship game. If they win that game, which that is a huge factor in deciding who gets to go, because if they beat Washington, especially if they beat them um, pretty convincingly, there's almost no, uh, there's almost guaranteed that they get into the playoff. Um, they only had one one score game uh, in one of in their victories, and that was against that Texas tech team which was six and six Texas they had a win at Bama 34 24 11 and one was Bama and number eight so that is by far the best victory out of all of these contenders like it's not even close and then their other big victories are Kansas 40 to 14 uh Kansas was eight and four unranked Kansas State, uh, thirty-three to 30, 8 and four unranked. The loss that they had against Oklahoma, uh, neutral site game, uh, thirty to thirty-four. Uh, They've finished ten and two and number twelve. So that is the second best loss of these three teams. Obviously, Florida State didn't lose, so it doesn't matter. But uh, between these three having losses, I mean, there might be something a factor there who has the worst loss or the best loss. And then it's also, you know, because Oregon can avenge their loss, it kind of goes in their favor as well. Uh, Championship game for them is Oklahoma State, nine and three, number 19 in the country. Um, They also, Oklahoma State had a loss against South Alabama earlier in the year. So it's not the best victory. Um, It's probably the worst championship game opponent that anyone has. So it's not going to really help Texas, and it may even hurt more than anything. Um, they had three one-score games outside their loss, uh, with Quinn Ewers getting hurt in one, the Houston game, and he was out with injury in another, and then he came back from injury in the third. So you can see all those one-score games were likely due to the fact that Quinn Ewers being injured um, was the reason uh, in those three. Sc- One score games, the combined record of those teams was 17 and 19. So not the best uh, record of those teams. So it doesn't look too great. Bama, Ole Miss, their their best victory, 24 to 10 um, at home. Ole Miss finished 10 and two, number 11 overall. Uh, They also beat Tennessee 34-20. Tennessee finished eight and four. Uh, LSU they beat 42 to 28 9 and 3 overall record and number 13 on the year so they beat all three of these teams at home and their one loss was at home as well against Texas 24 34 Texas finished 11 and 1 number 7 overall so um their loss is probably right around very similar into the Oklahoma loss that uh, texas uh, uh succumbed to but the texas loss was on their home grass so that actually hurts them immensely because it was a a home loss so you have to take that into account and speaking of championship game uh, opponents they have georgia 12 and 0 number one so clearly this is the best opponent i, I think i like i'm countering myself here i didn't i Forgot that Georgia was number one, but um, our, Georgia, our Oregon's loss was the best overall loss. But Alabama's opponent in the cha- championship game, a 12-0 number one team, defending two-time champion, this is by far the best opponent and by far the best resume uh, patter um, that anyone could have. So if Alabama is to win, they have a huge leg up over, uh, over anyone because – You would add Georgia into that list of their three victories, which right now, those three victories are 27 and 27 and nine against the the teams they played, and including a 12 and one Georgia. So that's uh, 39, 39 and 10. That's a really good opponent record of four victories and i and i would i would be fair to say that if a win against georgia that would almost guarantee bama in as well so if georgia if bama wins if oregon wins i'm almost assured of that they're they're guaranteed to get in and if texas wins i would be hard pressed to keep them out as well because they already beat bama as well which would be a conference champion you know a 12 a 12 and 1 team you know those victories Go a long way, whereas uh, Florida State's only big victory is against a nine and three LSU team on a neutral site. Uh, Let me finish off the Bama stuff real quick. There was they had three one score games against Arkansas, Auburn, and Texas A and M, and they had a very similar record as to the opponents that uh, Texas had seventeen and nineteen, so exact same similar record. Uh, FSU's case. LSU neutral site, like I said, they won 45 to 20. They finished number 13 overall. They had another uh, their only solid road game that they played all year was at Clemson. They they won 31 to 24. And uh Clemson finished eight and four and unranked. Uh Duke. Um Duke. They beat 38 to 20. Duke finished 7 and 5 and unranked, but their QB was injured in the prior weeks before the game and wasn't 100% in that game. So you kind of have to take that game with a grain of salt. They also beat Miami 27 to 20 at home, with, and Miami finished with a 7 and 5 record. As far as championship game opponent, it's Louisville 10 and 2, number 15 overall. Uh, Louisville lost a 3 and 9 pit and seven and five Kentucky. So it looks kind of ugly. Um, you know, both Texas and Florida State are not getting help by their opponents um, into these games. You know, Louisville with that loss last week really kind of uh, screwed up the resume for Florida State a bit. So, you know, the the other thing I was going to mention about Florida State, the two things, uh, the 3-1 score games they had they ended up 21-15, and 15, their opponents. So their, their close games looked – their opponents looked better than the rest of those other ones um, outside of Oregon because Oregon only really had one one-score game um, outside their loss. Um, and then the other thing that I mentioned about Florida State, and I didn't look at the other ones. I just did it real quick before I was finishing up my, uh, uh, my research. The other opponents outside of the ones mentioned, the the victories um, that Florida State had, uh, the other six conference opponents, they went 25 and 35. So that's a very terrible record for all those teams. So those easy opponents were uh, not helpful towards their uh, their 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 resume. Um also, then you have to take this in consideration. Their QB is gone for the year. They're playing their backup. He only had 134 yards against a terrible Gator pass defense on Saturday. I mean, I just, I'm not being a dick, Florida State fans. I'm looking at it objectively, I'm breaking it down, looking at it exactly as best I can. The information that I'm looking at, Texas has a better, better resume, a better win. Um, Oregon can potentially get a better win with, with beating uh, Washington and avenging their loss. Alabama will have the best win because a neutral site against the number one team in the nation, two-time defending champion. I don't know how you could argue with that in any way, shape, or form. And their loss being against the number seven team in the nation, potentially even higher and in, in the playoff. So, I, I mean, as of right now, I don't see how – With all that information, you could argue that Florida State deserves it, even if it comes up that Michigan wins Washington and Georgia, which would eliminate Oregon and uh, Alabama. I still think Texas could get in because of the fact that they beat Alabama uh, is a stronger victory, um, regardless of what happens. So. You know, it's going to be close if it is that, if it is Michigan, Washington, Georgia, and the last spot going between Florida State and um, uh, Texas, it'll be very close. I honestly, you know, that'll be Florida State's best chance. I don't think that's going to happen because I think that Oregon's probably going to beat Washington. And I know I'm countering what my pick was, but it doesn't matter. I'm like still thinking about it. Overall, I think I went with that pick just to like make these arguments here. But um, I think Oregon can win that game. So it's going to be Michigan, Oregon, uh, Georgia, probably. And if that's the case, then you have Washington as well. And we didn't even talk about Washington's resume, who has uh, a road victory against USC, uh, victory against Utah, victory against Arizona. Which is a one of the better teams in the country right now. Um, Oregon State, you know, Washington has a ton of really solid victories. And Oregon, so they have like five really good victories against anyone else. It's gonna be difficult to uh to uh to take them out. I'm just trying to see here, um, you know. That's just the case I have. I know Florida State fans are probably going to be mad with me. You know what? Be mad. I'm just being a realist here. You know, the they don't deserve it because their resume is not that strong. And then it's also now you have to take into account the fact that they don't have their quarterback. And as much as that sucks to say, no one really wants to see a team with Tate Rottermaker in the playoffs getting smoked by 30 points. That's not what we want, and I'm sorry that that's what's going to happen, but, you know, I don't know. I'm just – I feel like Florida State – you saw it in Saturday. You, you you really did. They were not good enough in that game to prove that they deserved to be in the playoff, and there is a chance that they could lose against Louisville. I don't think they will. I think they'll beat them, um, but – um Again, I don't think I don't think beating Louisville is going to help their case because Louisville is, you know, a 10, 10, and 2 team. Um, again, really, it's gonna be down between Texas and Florida State, I believe. Um, and I think Texas can beat Oklahoma State. So it it is a chance that, you know, it's gonna be between those two. And you know, if Quinn Ewers is healthy and if he gets through that game healthy, I I completely see why they would choose Texas over Florida state. Um, But that is what I feel. I know Florida state fans are going to be mad at me, whatever, be mad. Um, You know what? It's, it's just the reality of the situation. And I could be wrong. I mean, I'm just going off looking at how it is objectively as I can and giving my opinion. And again, I will also say that coming into next year, we never have this problem because all those teams that I mentioned, they all get in next year. And that will be a, be a thing of beauty because now we'll actually see really good matchups against teams that are like on the verge, on the cusp, instead of like, you know, only three of the perennial teams and then like one random team. That seems to be what it's been for the 10 years that uh, the playoff, the, the four team playoff that we know of, has been around. So I fully expect things to be completely. Um, different come next year. We get home playoff games for teams which we've never had, which would be the excitement level will be through the roof. Um, you know the AAC teams or a uh, group of five teams will have a legitimate shot at getting in and if they can actually prove themselves, they'll actually be able to. It's it's a completely different game next year and it sucks that it's not this year. but again, this is what we have. And this would have been the perfect year to have the 12 team playoff, but oh well, this is what we have, like I said. So, I last thing I'm going to say just before to wrap it up. So, it's I think Michigan's going to win, I think Oregon's going to win, and I think Oregon's going to get in. I think Georgia's going to win. So, that's the three teams I have. And, um, and I know I'm contradicting myself a little bit earlier, I think it was more trying to just get to the case of, um, who gets in um regarding teams if they won the championship game or not and then um lastly i think you know cuz then you would have if if that is the case of what i would have michigan oregon georgia you know you have washington and texas that are two really good teams that could easily leapfrog florida state so um it's going to be a very tough decision this is going to be a very uh tense uh Sunday morning <laughs> come uh following these games. So I'm gonna be live on Sunday. You know, we're gonna be up early to do this. We'll review the games and then we'll go into um you know I'll be broadcasting live as it's on. So look forward to that. Follow us on uh all the socials for Twitter, threads, Instagram, TikTok. It is at hater underscore radio for Facebook, it is Hater Radio CFB. Um, for uh, you can each you can reach me at uh, email, which is haterradio one at gmail.com. Um reach us at haterradio.com for articles. I might do an article about um, uh, the Heisman coming next week, who my choice is and breaking it down. Um, besides that, there's not many more shows left of the year or the season. We'll have that show Sunday and then we'll have a preview show of the playoff games and then a recap of that and then a preview of the championship and a recap. So there's like five shows left after this. So it's winding down, which is kind of good. I'm ready to take a break, which, you know, it's nice to, you know, be away from it for a little while, but it has been fun. It's been a very um, unique year and, you know, I've been glad to be able to cover this and, You know, fortunate to spend as much time as I can on this this year. And I think we're doing really well. And I'm excited for the future of Hater Radio. And, um, you know, I'm glad Ian's with us as well. So um, I'll talk to you guys later and I'll see you Sunday after these games.